You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everyone, it is Crossover Thursday presented by our friends, Prize Picks. Prize Picks is so much fun. It's easy to play. There's no competing with other players. It's just you versus the projections available. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projections, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. It literally can take less than 60 seconds to enter. It's that easy. We love Prize Picks, and we know you will love it too. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on and that's prizepicks.com promo code locked on. So guys, it is crossover Thursday. I am of course, Aaron Freeman, the host of locked on Falcons joined by one of the co-hosts of locked on chargers, David Drogemeyer. Daniel Wade could not be with us today, uh, but we will hold it down here, breaking down this week nine matchup between the Falcons and Chargers. And we thank you guys for making both Locked On Chargers and Locked On Falcons your first listen each and every day. Of course, free and available Monday through Friday on a variety of podcast platforms, including on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe, hit that bell, give us a like, all that and more. So jumping into crossover Thursday here, David, uh, let's get into some of the big stories of the week. I know for the Falcons, it's sort of centering around whether or not a key player is potentially going to return in Cordero Patterson. But I know for the Chargers, it's a key player that people thought would return coming off of that week eight bye, but seemed to suffer a setback. Let the people know what's the latest with Keenan Allen. Yeah, the the Chargers uh, organization and Chargers fans alike were were optimistic that Keenan Allen was going to be able to grace us with his presence uh, full time back in the offense, which, you know, his presence has been sorely missed. I mean, he is a third down monster. He's a guy that can win off the line of scrimmage. It doesn't really matter who's in front of him. He's a route technician. He is, you know, been one of the steadiest receivers in the league the last five years playing 14 plus games each of the last five seasons, but this year the injury bug got him and got him early. He went down in week one with that hamstring injury. And we thought after the bye week, you know, after, you know, a week of solid rest where you didn't have to really do anything that he was going to be able to make, you know, his, you know, re really regular season debut back in a full-time basis. But unfortunately, uh, according to Keenan Allen himself, there was a little bit of a setback um, that he suffered during the bye week. And he said there's some scar tissue that was still bothering him. That's, you know, trying to go away. And he did say when he does get back, you know, he's going to be full go. There's gonna, not going to be any snap count. So they are waiting for that. Uh, unfortunately for Keenan, he is on the wrong side of 30. And so, you know, you're familiar. We were talking before the show started with Julio Jones that those soft tissue injuries, they are nagging and they are very, very frustrating for everyone including the player. So uh, he didn't practice on Monday. He did not practice today as we were recording this on Wednesday. So unfortunately, it does not feel like this will be the week that Keenan Allen makes his return. Yes, and that's a, a pretty significant blow 
to this Chargers team that's dealt with a lot of injuries throughout the season. You yeah. already lost Mike Williams. Um, you're losing, you know, potentially Keenan Allen for longer, yeah. uh, in addition to several other injuries. And we'll we'll talk about some of those issues that may wind up affecting some of the key matchups. But, you know, the question for the Falcons and the big story of this week is Cordero Patterson has been designated to return. Uh, I am under the assumption that he will not play this weekend against the Chargers, although I think the Falcons are really chomping at the bit to get Cordero Patterson back. Their running game hasn't really uh, fallen off, but it does feel like, okay, this group can go to even a different level, having not only a runner like Cordero Patterson, but particularly a pass catcher. Uh, and we finally saw uh, Marcus Mariota check the ball down last week. Uh, and so it's like, okay, let's 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 see what he can do now checking the ball down to Cordero Patterson, who can cook with that. But part of the assumption I'm making that Patterson will not play is because earlier this season, we saw an instance of Isaiah Oliver, their cornerback, come off of injured reserve. And he came off, I think, ahead of the week four game uh, that week and did not play that weekend and then only suited up for the first time in week five. So it was about 10 days. It was about two full weeks of, of practice before the Falcons were comfortable with him returning. Part of me is optimistic that maybe that won't be the case with Patterson simply because in Oliver's case, he had missed most of training camp dealing with a knee issue. And so maybe the Falcons were slow playing that. And because Patterson, um, was mostly healthy and, until he had to get some sort of things cleaned up in his knee that cost him the list the last couple of games. Uh, maybe he'll be able to to get right back up to speed. And so therefore the Falcons won't have to sort of wait a, another week before playing him, but also because Patterson like Keenan Allen being on the wrong side of 30 already dealing with injuries this year, as well as last year, I do think the Falcons will probably try to rest him, you know, yeah. as we look at this Falcon team as potentially a playoff contender and it's like, okay, maybe we need to, uh, you know, try to regulate uh, Patterson's workload so that he'll be uh, ready to go in January where we may need him a little bit more than necessarily in the month of November. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And if the Falcons get a boost to their running game, and I know David one other tidbit with the charges is, will they get a boost for their running game to compensate for the lack of Keenan Allen and Mike Williams in this offense. Yeah, before I get into that, I am very hopeful that we do not have to go against Correll Patterson uh, just because we have a tremendous amount of respect for his ability on the football field. He is a dangerous, dangerous weapon, no matter if, if you're asking him to run the ball or to be able to you know catch the ball out of the backfield or be a receiver. I mean, it just doesn't really matter with him. He's one of those rare athletes uh, that it just, you know, you put the ball in his hands and he creates and he creates a lot of magic. So I'm very hopeful that the Chargers don't have to put up with him uh, this weekend, but obviously we will see. But yes, as far as the second storyline here for the Chargers is hopefully, hopefully they use this bye week to be able to improve the run defense, which is giving up 5.7 yards per carry, which is dead last in the NFL. And the rushing offense, which uh, has not been productive enough. And it's hard to run the ball when you get down. Uh, but even when the Chargers are, are in a good position, they're not running it efficiently. So adjustments had to be made to be able to correct the, both of those units. And going up against the Atlanta Falcons this weekend, it would be a great help for Justin Herbert to be able to have an efficient running game to be able to pass off of, especially when you don't have your premium weapons at your disposal. So that'll be something I will be keeping a very close eye on in this game. 
Well, I know for the Falcons, they are quite happy that the Chargers do not have their premium weapons, given that they don't have their premium weapon cover guys and AJ Terrell and in Casey uh, Hayward being down. Uh, yeah, former so, Bolt. <laughs> and so we, we will see how that affects some of these key matchups, which is ahead on today's crossover Thursday presented by prize picks. And we'll get into all of that as we continue uh, this episode. But before we get there, guys, you know, if you're looking to pop the question or maybe you're like David and you have a milestone to celebrate you want to let your love sparkle blue nile is of course the people that can help as the original online jeweler blue nile offers the largest selection of diamonds and pieces priced significantly below traditional retailers blue nile has helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring their easy online tools let you choose the diamond shape size clarity and setting style or maybe you're looking for that perfect piece of fine jewelry that will you know make your love sparkle but you're having trouble choosing right what's going to make my significant others love sparkle well blue nile has the jewelry experts available for you via phone via chat 24 7 that are going to help you find that memorable gift that's going to fit every budget shop stress-free with a blue nile's 100 satisfaction guarantee all orders are insured they ship free and discreet packaging and overnight shipping is available if you're in a rush make your moment sparkle with blue nile by going to bluenile.com and use the code locked on to save 50 dollars on your purchases of 500 dollars or more that's b-l-u-e-n-i-l-e.com code locked on to save 50 dollars on purchases of 500 dollars or more bluenile.com code locked on and guys, I want to thank you once again for making Locked On Falcons and Locked On Chargers your first listen. But for your second listen, why not check out Locked On Sports today from the games that matter to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts that only Locked On can provide by subscribing to Locked On Sports today available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. So, David, let's jump into some of these key matches matchups headed into this week nine game we've kind of touched upon um you know some of the issues that the chargers are dealing with as well as the falcons are dealing with. we know as i mentioned earlier the falcons still have been able to run the ball very effectively even without cordero patterson yeah. i know that's going to be sort of a key um to their success moving forward particularly attacking the chargers on the outside where a number of teams have had success running the football there. Um, and that kind of leads us into our, my first key matchup, which is going to be in the trenches along the Falcons offensive line going up against that Chargers defensive line. I know uh, the Chargers run defense hasn't been great. Um, I know Joey Bosa's injured and, and Khalil Mack has been very good, but maybe not the dominant presence that uh, I think a lot of people were expecting. And I think, you know, that goes hand in hand with having a player like Joey Bosa opposite him that is going to take some of that pressure away from him. And I'm very curious to see how the Falcons tackles handle uh, a player of Khalil Mack's caliber. The last time they played Khalil Mack uh, when he was with the Bears a couple of years ago, it did not go well for the Falcons offensive line. And so my expectation is we'll see sort of tight ends like Parker Hesse and, and even Kyle Pitts, much to the chagrin of fantasy owners everywhere, being, you know, staying in to chip Khalil Mack wherever he lines up on the field to help slow that down and by, you know, running at him and running at the rest of this Chargers defense. And if the Falcons can get their ground game going, control the time of possession, you know, that will lead uh, to favorable outcomes. But for you, what are some of the uh, key matches that you're looking at in this game? 
Well, it's funny that you said uh, Khalil Mack against the tackles because that's definitely one of my matchups, but in pass protection because the Atlanta Falcons tackles McGarry and Matthews have given up, given up 23 pressures, five quarterback hits, and six sacks between the pair of them. And Khalil Mack has six sacks in seven games. So he's still been very, very productive. And I don't know if running at him would be the best you know, formula to be able to beat him because he's equally as proficient as a run defender as he is a, you know, pass rusher. He's very, very, very good. And he's been very consistent his entire career. So I want to see how they're going to be able to single up Cleo Mack on either one uh, of these tackles. And I think a lot of that has to do with getting creative with the blitzes, especially, you know, I think one guy to pay attention to in this game who is an underrated blitzer is linebacker Drew Tranquil. Drew Tranquil is fantastic, uh, especially when you're in, in those third and long situations where you're trying to get off the football field. The Chargers like to get creative and they like to, to send blitzes from all different angles. And one of those guys they like to use is Drew Tranquil coming up the middle. He It's like he's getting shot out of a cannon. He is definitely a force to be reckoned with. Now, you have to be a little bit careful with that against Marcus Mariota because Marcus Mariota can definitely run. He has done it on multiple occasions, even with the design runs and the scrambles. He is a guy that you have to keep a spy on. So I think part of Drew Trinkle's responsibilities is going to be spying on Marcus so he doesn't get out of the pocket. But I think one of mine, you know, one one of the big matchups here is the Chargers pass offense against the Falcons pass defense and the the Falcons pass defense is surrendering a league worst 306.9 passing yards per game now obviously we've talked about the fact that Justin Herbert will not have Keenan Allen or Mike Williams in this football game but I've also seen some tight ends have some success against the Atlanta Falcons namely last or again with the Bengals with the Hayden Hurst uh, you know, the former Falcon, he had uh, quite a bit of success uh, against them in that football game. So I'd like to see what Gerald Everett is going to be able to do in the middle, uh, because, I mean, there's not going to be a lot of the, the a lot of talent for the Chargers at wide receiver outside of Josh Palmer. So I'd like to see how the Chargers incorporate the returning Donald Parham Jr., who is a giant. He's six foot eight with a giant wingspan and Gerald Everett, a guy who's probably one of their better yards after catch guys against that Atlanta Falcons pass defense. Yeah, um, I think those guys will certainly be featured quite a bit. I'll be curious to see if any of these, uh, you know, reserve Chargers receivers have a big day going up against some of the back the backups um, for the Falcons. We did see, uh, you know, DJ Moore made a number of big plays last week, but also Terrace Marshall kind of had his best game uh, of the season as well against the Falcons and made a number of plays and was targeted a bunch going up against some of these backups. So it'll create some opportunities for some of these guys stepping in for Williams and Allen to step up. Another guy that I expected to get a lot of touches, uh, whether it's, you know, running the football or pass catching the football, it's going to be Austin Eckler. Mm-hmm. I was just looking at prize picks to see if they have a more or less projection for how many receiving yards. I only see 53 and a half uh, rushing yards. So I'm, I'll just wait later in the week uh, to see <laughs> if they get me, you know, like a, a you know, uh, a PPR or something, you know, on, on Eckler. Cause you know, I know Leonard Fournette a couple of weeks ago had like 11 targets uh, in that game. And I imagine, you know, Eckler might get more than that oh, in yeah. this game just because he'll be uh, a featured weapon 
uh, given some of the concerns they have at the wide receiver position. And I wonder a little bit whether or not the Falcons will be able to handle it. It hasn't been too problematic uh, dealing with pass catching run, running backs this season. They did a really good job keeping Alvin Kamara in check in that week one game. Fournette did have a, a pretty big day and there's been sprinklings of plays here and there from running backs. But I don't know if, you know, outside of Kamara, any of those guys have the skill set that an Austin Eckler has. So he will be a great challenge and a great test to see if this team can deal with that type of playmaker in this Chargers offense. And the other thing, uh, slowing down Eckler on the ground, I think is going to have to be Grady Jarrett uh, and this Falcons defensive line going up against those Chargers guards and Matt Feeler and Zion Johnson. Um, I know. Chargers haven't been able to run the ball effectively. I'm also very curious to see uh, how that pass protection holds up because the 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 key with the Falcons, especially when they face good quarterbacks like Justin Herbert, is if they don't they don't get pressure on the quarterback pretty really at all. Um, and if when they do, it's mostly Grady Jarrett. Uh, and so I need Grady Jarrett. He's been kind of quiet the last couple of games since that really big game against Tampa Bay where he had a sack that didn't count. Uh, and I feel like, you know, he's still in a little bit of a funk uh, stemming from that. So I need Grady Jarrett to have a big day if we're going to find ways to disrupt guys like Justin Herbert and prevent him from making some of those checkdowns uh, to Austin Eckler and find some of those tight ends. Yeah. I, I mean, as far as that matchup, that's definitely the big weapon on the, the, the Atlanta Falcons defensive line that you have to worry about. I mean, Grady Jarrett's been doing it for a long long time at a very very high level and he's going to be going up against one of the best centers in the nfl and Corey lindsley an all pro that's going to be one of the key matchups in this game that's going to determine how the chargers are going to be able to pass protect and how the chargers are going to be able to run the ball because grady jarrett is a force in the middle of that defense so it's it's going to be someone they're going to have to pay very close attention to obviously the biggest one the biggest matchup in this game is the three-headed monster uh of you know, the running back slew of running backs and Marcus Mariota, you know, Hunt, Huntley and Algier and Mariota against the Chargers run defense or, you know, lack thereof. They really haven't had much of a run defense. I mean, 5.7 yards per carry is, is atrocious. And the Falcons are one of the few teams that run the ball, not not only a little bit more than they pass, but a lot more than they pass the ball. So they are going to be committed to running the football in this game. And the Chargers have given up five rushes of 40 plus yards and four rushes of 50 plus yards. If you take away, and of course you can't do that, but if you take away those explosive runs, this run defense is actually fairly decent. They're right in the middle of the pack. If you are able to remove those explosive plays. So it's going to be about limiting those explosive runs and you're going to see a lot of it. They're going to, they're going to stay committed to the running game no matter what, because it's very, very effective. And they're going to pass off of that. That's one thing that the chargers, if they're going to want, ha, going to have any chance in this game of winning, they're going to have to contain the running attack and force Marcus Mariota to pass the ball a lot more than the Atlanta Falcons want him to. So we're going to get into some of those keys to victory moving forward. And, uh, talk a little bit more about the final score predictions. But before we get into that, we want to know sort of what the line is for this Falcons Chargers game. And the Falcons are three point underdogs. If you head on over to betonline.net, your number one source for all your football betting needs. 
and info and whether you want to bet on this Falcons game. I like the Falcons to cover uh, that three point uh, spread here, uh, given that they've been so successful against the spread this year, or whether you want to bet on Thursday night's action between the Eagles and Texans. The Eagles are favored by 13 and a half points, or you want to bet on the NBA. You got the Atlanta Hawks. You got the L.A. Clippers. You got the L.A. Lakers. Whoever you're into, BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting to up-to-minute scores for every sport out there. NFL, NBA, college football, MMA, boxing, golf. Head to the website today at BetOnline.net. Use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, guys, wrapping up today's crossover Thursday here with David Drogemeyer of Locked On Charges, myself, Aaron Freeman of Locked On Falcons. David, let's sort of get into the final score projections if you're feeling good about that, as well as maybe one key to victory that is going to decide the outcome of this game. Yeah, okay. So for the Chargers here, the, I think the key to, key to victory on defense is stopping the run as much as you possibly can and forcing Marcus Mariota to pass the ball and to be able to, you know, have to sit there in the pocket. You got to keep him contained in the pocket. You got to make sure you have a spy because he will run. Uh, I think that's the the biggest key uh, as far as on defense on offense. It's how is Justin Herbert going to push the ball down the field and not check the ball down? I don't want to see that many check downs in this game. I want to see the chargers scheme up ways, whether that's a rollout, whether that's, you know, uh, you know, them setting it up with the running plays and playing, playing action off of that. They need to be able to give Justin Herbert time to be able to push the ball down the football field. His average yards per target or his average yards per, per pass attempt is awful. It's very, very low, and when you have a quarterback with the arm strength that Justin Herbert has, which is probably one of the best in the NFL, and you have not been able to showcase that whatsoever, that has to be a key in this game. you got to push the ball down the field. And as far as the score prediction, I don't feel good about this game. I really don't, and it's because the Chargers have not showed me at all that they can stop the run, and the Falcons are fantastic at stopping the run. The Chargers cannot get down in this football game early they absolutely cannot do it because if they do the falcons are going to push on them and run all over them until they run all the clock off and they win the football game so i don't feel good about it and i'm on honestly i need to see i need to see the adjustments in front of my eyes and this is going to be the first time this season where i do not pick the chargers to win and and it hurts me but you got to prove it to me you got to prove it to me. I do think this is going to be a high scoring game because I do think there are deficiencies on both sides on defense and there is going to, you know, each team is going to be able to exploit that. Um, so I'm going to go with a 34 31 Falcons win in this game. Okay. Well, okay. It's a little more scoring than I'm expecting in this game. Um, I think the Falcons, you know, in terms of keys to victory, it is kind of basically doing the opposite of, of, of what you're saying. The Falcons want the Chargers to check the ball down. They they play this bend but don't break defense. Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler are probably going to link up a thousand times in this game and move the ball down the field, and the Falcons will just count on their ability to get off the field on third downs, get off the field in the red zone, uh, and force the, car, uh, the Chargers, I'm sorry, uh, to settle for field goals. And if they can do that, 
that's going to be, you know, to the Falcons success and hope that, you know, for their offense, that they will be able to get touchdowns through the power of their running game, being able to gash the Chargers for those big runs that they've been thoroughly gashed throughout the season. So I think the key for the Falcons is not let the Chargers get off to a fast start. Uh, and that's something that the Chargers haven't consistently done this season and particularly coming from the West Coast to Atlanta. That's usually a, a indicator that, you know, those teams that are traveling that far don't usually get off to the fastest of starts. So I think if the Falcons can, you know, control the game early on, establish the run, all that stuff, uh, they should be able to put up enough points and, and keep this Chargers team, um, you know, from you know falling behind and, and maybe not uh being able to to play that the way that they want to and so i expect a close game i think it will come down to the final possession um as often is the case with falcon games and chargers games yep. uh the last time the falcons played the chargers it, it came down to that and justin herbert made a big time throw uh after a fairly quiet game in that game you know uh matt ryan threw like a million interceptions in that game i we it's too late in the episode to, to rehash all that, but um, I think it'll come down to the final possession and the Falcons will find a way to pull out a victory, something like 27 to 23. All right. Yeah, I, I can see it. I can see it. Like I said, I just don't have a lot of, of trust um, in what I've seen so far with the Chargers. It, it, they, they have a winning record. They're four and three, but it's been such a roller coaster. There hasn't been any game where you felt really comfortable and confident that they were going to win, you know, at, at really any point until the, the clock, you know, hit, hit, you know, triple zeros there. So uh, I expect a, a very close game. I'm, a, I'm expecting a very good game. Um, and we'll see how the Chargers come out of the bye week. If they make the adjustments necessary, they, you know, make no mistake. The Chargers can beat the Falcons. And I, I really do believe that. But they need to show me. And until they do, I don't feel really that confident in picking them to win. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think probably another key to victory for the Falcons is not let the Chargers have their get right game. That's yeah. kind of the case with the, the Bengals a couple of weeks ago where the Bengals came out there and looked like the Bengals that a lot of people <laughs> thought they would 500 be. yards, yeah. Yeah, and so the Falcons need to avoid that fate this week uh, against the Chargers where all of a sudden Justin Herbert looks like that MVP candidate and all of a sudden these young receivers are you know cooking and stuff and it's like oh who needs keenan allen yeah (laughs) the falcons definitely do not need uh to to breathe life back into this Chargers team uh to get them to to make a deep run if they want to win this game so we'll see uh if the falcons are capable of taking care of business but guys that's going to do it for us here on today's crossover thursday want to thank david give a shout out to daniel uh as well over at locked on chargers myself Aaron Freeman of Lockdown Falcons. Follow me on Twitter at Falcfans. You can find uh, David at DroTalkSD on Twitter. And guys, they will have you covered all week long on Lockdown Chargers covering this Chargers team. Uh, of course, I got you covered here on Lockdown Falcons. And our good buddy Peter Bukowski has you covered on Lockdown Sports today. So check them out as your second listen Uh, That's going to do it for us here on Crossover Thursday. Really appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll have great coverage for you tomorrow on both Lockdown Falcons and Lockdown Chargers. But that will do it for us here. Appreciate you guys checking us out. Till then.